Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about instruments. And thinking about instruments, we're talking about the kind of instruments, for example, on the dashboard of your car or in an airplane, where these instruments tell us how fast we're moving. They tell us the speed at which we're moving. They tell us how much fuel we have in the tank. They might tell us the direction or help us to navigate. I've just been thinking about this concept. You know, we talk about in our journal entries, putting some filters at the top of our journals, just short phrases or statements. And I like to use these four layers of filters, the big picture vision at the very top. Then I feel like the, the vision or direction God's given me for the current year underneath that. And then our monthly reminders and weekly reminders. And at the very end of the journal, I like to do daily reminders of what needs to happen today. And I think of those kind of like a GPS. They keep us in rhythm with God. They keep us moving in the right direction, help us to navigate. But I was thinking about this. When it comes to navigation, you also need to know not only the direction that you're moving, but you need to know the speed at which you're moving in that direction. And you need to know how much fuel you have in the tank so that you know when the tank stops. And so we're going to be asking God for help today. Help us to get some instruments implemented into our life. To help us to be able to track the speed at which we're moving. And to know when we need to, to refuel, so to speak. Get powered back up in him. So why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business, and the business started out great, but then I got into some tough times. Some months where my business was losing thousands of dollars in a month. And I remember getting to this place of just going for a walk with my wife and telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. There's got to be more to life than this, because I had the weight and stress and pressure of the business on me. My life was very unbalanced, and all the pressure was on me. It wasn't for a lack of seeking or searching because I've been traveling all over the country, studying with some of the best health and fitness experts in the world. Been reading books, taking courses, going to seminars, and not just health and fitness, but all kinds of other areas of life. And shortly after that time, I came across this challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month, and then you start back over again. Well, I had been doing this for a little while. And then one day, Proverbs 13, 22, just seemed to jump off the page at me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing we could pass on to future generations? Well, the book of Proverbs tells us that wisdom and understanding are the principal thing. And so I made a commitment. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But really, when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God, began to totally immerse myself in the Bible. God began to show up. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to teach me, began to train me. He taught me this whole new way of living. Where we make him the source, we make him the center of everything. But that meant learning to do things a new way. I went through some struggles. Had to learn to put off my old ways. Had to learn to do, do things God's way. At times, I found myself in some impossible-looking situations, only to see him come through over and over again. 
as my trust and my faith in him just continued to grow more and more. And over the course of about 10 years, I just began to document and write out what he was taking me through, what he was teaching me. And it turned into this series of books and courses that we have now called the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe he's shown me the most important thing is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. Has the ability to create a turning point in our lives and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. Something so powerful about just remembering and not forgetting, especially when we've got issues and problems going on in life. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. The Apostle Paul says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all these benefits that are found in the new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, you take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus. And I think it's important to remember both all that he went through on the cross for us, but also to remember all that that his sacrifice did for us, connecting us back to God, giving us this new covenant with God. So the process we typically use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture. Coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine or judge themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. Then after our time of communion, we're talking about some practical workout tips and advice. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and all of our church and governmental leaders. Thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear Son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe, the same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us, to make your face shine upon us and let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. 
Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. We're going to bring our relationship with God down into today to impact every area of today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. That's where we talk about executing these four fundamentals and bringing some fun and some presence into them today. But before we go through our fundamentals, let's remember, God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were steps and stages along the way. There was a, a journey that they went through. It didn't happen in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I think there are steps and stages. There's a process. And I think very simply, it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life, better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine. And then it's being willing to move forward with his plan, to make him Lord, to follow his leading. And then we've got to learn to put off our old ways and learn to embrace this new way of living. But we do things God's way. We make him the source and the center of it. We allow his beautiful plan to unfold in his perfect timing. And how are we going to do all that? I think we start with these four fundamentals. Our first one, let's get positioned in the light today. Every day, we've got to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. This has to happen every day. I think it starts with humility, humbling ourselves in relationship to God, humbling ourselves in relationship to other people. Because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. And we're going to take our position in forgiveness today, forgiving, receiving forgiveness from God, forgiving ourselves in the middle, walking in forgiveness with other people. And we're going to take our position in love today kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs, delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering, because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today, one of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal, because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. In Christ, God has taken everything that he has, and he put it all in him. And we get this amazing opportunity. We get access to all those good things today. His spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, his health and energy, his purpose and grace, time, finances, resources. It's all available, but we have to learn how to get in position to, be, to receive it. And then we're going to learn how to get it flowing through us out into the world where we see the fruit or the result of it in our life. So our first step is to get in position. Our second step is to magnify the light. To magnify is to make bigger or greater. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light. It's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all these good things through us. It's also going to get this new covenant rooted and established in our hearts, where we have hearts that understand God's grace. We become more consistent in this. And to magnify the light, we've talked about the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. One basket full of the issues and problems and testings that we face. The other basket full of our praises to God. Praising him for who he is and all that he's done in our life. 
and to magnify the light. Which basket are we going to fill up with our focus, our attention, our thoughts, our words, our meditation? Which basket are we going to fill up today? To magnify the light, we can magnify God's word, his unfailing love and faithfulness, just who he is and all that he's done for us in Christ. And realizing that what he started, he's going to finish. He's going to see it through to completion. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. Simply to choose to put our focus on the other basket. Because we rest and we trust that God can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. So we're going to stay focused on him. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could stay stuck in pride and rebellion, bitterness, unforgiveness, insisting on our own way. We could fill up that basket of the issues and problems, venting, complaining, pouting, toiling away in our mind, trying to figure all those problems out ourselves, rather than resting and trusting in God. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. One of the biggest ones you'll notice, you'll notice a lack of fellowship with God. Maybe like he's retaliating at you. You feel like he's withholding things from you. He's not, he's not talking to you. But none of those are true. We might also find ourselves doing the same thing to other people. We find ourselves retaliating, withholding things, avoiding people, giving them the silent treatment. Lack of fellowship with God and people is a big symptom. Then on the inside, you have this heaviness and weight and pressure. Like it's all sitting on you. Might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness, like you're trapped or you're stuck. All that weight and pressure just drains the energy right out of you. Then emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry. We're dreading things in the future, frustration. And unfortunately, this can become a habit. This can become a pattern. And we get stuck in these vicious cycles that seem to keep repeating over and over again. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. There's fullness and completeness in him. There's satisfaction in him. There's fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work. And all those good things he put within us just begin to flow. And now everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. Because his spirit and power and love and joy and peace and all those good things just begin to flow. And now all of a sudden we've got hope in any and every situation. Because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. And if we ever miss it and we get off track, it just takes a moment to turn it back around, get back in position again. How do we do it? I think it, gets, it starts with getting more present, getting aware of what's going on. And then we humble ourselves. Father, I've missed it. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. If we need to forgive others or say we're sorry, we take those steps. Then we start praising and magnifying him for his grace and his goodness. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever is coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level. You go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you. You get back into fellowship with God and people, and all those good things just begin to flow again. And then our third fundamental, we've got to stay tuned in today. Every day God's trying to teach us and train us and navigate us. We've got to stay tuned into him. And one of the biggest ways we do that, one of the most important things, I believe, is rhythm. Rhythm is a huge part of our life. 
Rhythm is a huge part of our life. In the Old Testament, God's temple had a rhythm. There were things that needed to be done every day, things that need to be done every week, every month, and every year on the yearly cycle of feast. Well, our bodies are God's temple now. And I think one of the biggest keys for us to stay connected to him, in tune with him, is just staying in rhythm with him. And one of the ways I like to do that is we put these filters at the top of my journal every night. I got a reminder at the very top, just what's the big picture vision? For me, that's abundant life training centers all over the world, making God's body healthy and beautiful. Underneath that, I've got the yearly word that I feel like God's given me for the year, which is 2022, the year of the beautiful land. Then underneath that, I've got a monthly filter, which is usually based on our monthly message that we put out, which this month, it's confidence through praise. As we praise God consistently, repetitively, it builds our confidence and our faith and trust in him. And then underneath that, our weekly yearly cycle filter, telling us where we are in this time of the year right now. And our reminder for this week is staying synced up, stay synchronized with God. He's going to expand the vision, give you a bigger glimpse of the vision this month, in the month of July. So I write these filters at the top of my journal. It helps us to navigate. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise. I think journaling is one of the best ways for us to stay tuned in. Start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then I like to magnify. What went well today? What are all the ways I saw God showing up today? And then I like to ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And just get still and listen and reflect back over the day. And whatever comes into my mind, just begin to write those things down. And then we've got to stay connected to him. Stay tuned in to him throughout the day. If you ever feel like you're losing that connection with him, just take a couple minutes and slow down. Think of it like plugging in a phone. You're going to get powered up in him again. And then our fourth fundamental. We've got to do what we know to do today. And the final thing I like to do in my journal is to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I put this filth, fifth filter, that's hard to say, fifth filter in my journal at the very bottom, which is today, this day, today, I want to be doing what's right and best in God's eyes. And I want to do it with peace and joy and confidence in him. And then I write out my plan for the day and I learn to stick with what do I know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of him, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen ahead of schedule. And I'm getting ahead of him. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. So I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do? What do I have a leading or excitement to do today? That becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be glad in it. And we remember this very important principle. That the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. As I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter 1, the very first words we see God speak. Let there be light. So I began to start my days that way. The very first words out of my mouth, let there be light. Then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan in full confidence in him. That he's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of all of those good things he has for us in Christ through us. Let's talk about instruments. Like I said, we've got these filters in place. 
They're helping us to navigate like a GPS, helping us to make decisions, helping us to navigate, keeping us moving in the right direction. But if you're taking a trip, you also need to know what's the speed at which I'm moving and how much fuel do I have? What's the speed at which I'm moving and what's the fuel that I have? And so I want to pray today. Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help. You've talked to us about these filters in our journals to help us to navigate, to help us to stay on track and moving in the right direction. I just thank you that you are faithful to help us navigate our lives. You've given us the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into all truth. Show us the way to go. Show us things to come. But I feel like we need some instruments, like a dashboard, that we can use to also help us to navigate as well. To know when we need to speed up or slow down, to know when we need to stop and get recharged and powered back up. We need some instruments for that, I believe, Lord, is what you're showing me. And we're asking that you would show us what those instruments are. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember him. God sent us his one and only son out of his great love to die for us. Jesus is willing to come and humble himself unto death on a cross for us. And the cup of God's wrath is poured onto the body of Jesus. He was crushed by God. He was destroyed by God. He bore it all on the cross for us. Whipped and beaten and spit on and mocked and betrayed and ridiculed, nailed to a cross. But then he's raised back to life. And that same victorious power that raised him up from the dead and then seated him at God's right hand. That same power lives in us. He seated us with him at God's right hand as well. He connects us back to God, makes us right and holy and perfect in his sight. All through his one sacrifice. So, Father, we thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Say, Father, I'm just thinking too. If there's any other instruments or things that we need on our dashboard that we don't have on here, that you would show us what those are as well. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light into the kingdom of God's dear son. He's our Lord, which means he's the boss. He shows us what to do. We follow after him. He cleanses us, makes atonement for us, gives us this new covenant in his blood, this blood sworn oath that God is with us and for us, working for our good, fighting for us. So Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. So we've been talking about rhythm lately. In our health and fitness, our bodies love rhythm. 
One of the biggest keys to being in, being in abundant health is being in rhythm. And one of the greatest things I've found, if you're ever low on energy, talking about a dashboard, do I need to get fueled up? One of the greatest ways, the fastest ways I've found to boost energy, find a kind of a more upbeat song that you like. And put that song on repeat and listen to it over and over for 10, 20, 30 minutes. And you'll be amazed at how much energy you have by the time you get to the end of that. Very, very simple thing to do, but it boosts energy so quickly. And having high energy is one of the biggest keys to being able to work out well, to have abundant health. Get that energy, boost it up every day. Put some music on, put that song on repeat and let that body just get into rhythm with that song. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.